The difference between other countries and ours is that our documents don't give us any rights. Our document simply tells government when they're infringing on them. Are you freaking kidding me? Oye chico, get kidding me, get kidding me. As Americans, we need to stop being so dependent in government. Government is not the solution. Government is actually the problem. Enough is enough. It's time to put America first. Welcome everyone. Bienvenidos to another podcast for the Hispanics Lead Right, presented by the Republican National Hispanic Assembly of Florida. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Hispanics Lead Right. I am your host, Santiago Avila Jr., the Constitutional Conservative, and I'm excited to say that today we have two amazing guests. We have Doc and Rainey with Bikers Against Trafficking. Bikers Against Trafficking is such an amazing organization. They are so involved in the community trying to bring awareness to uh, trafficking, uh, human trafficking, and we'll hear from them very soon. But first, I wanted to take just about a minute or two to say thank you to the listeners, to you, for taking time out of your busy schedule, time out of your busy day, to listen to to our show, um, whether it's to listen to Sunday mornings with Yvette Conservarican or to listen to Hispanics Lead Right with myself. I really want to thank you. Because it's thanks to listeners like you that we're able to bring awareness and attention to a lot of the things that are happening out there in our amazing country we call America. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. But first, let's uh, get a word from our sponsor. At Parada Mortgage, we believe that there is a mortgage program for everyone. And so, we don't say no, we say how. The how are the keys to the American dream. We focus on results, communication, and urgency. And as a veteran-owned and operated mortgage company, we give back to our veterans. We are always at the ready. Call us now at 1-800-731-3024 for a free consultation for your purchase or refinance, or visit us at our website at www.paradamortgage.us to chat with us. Parada Mortgage, 1-800-731-3024, NMLS number 195839, Equal Housing Lender. Call for more information. Other restrictions may apply. Today we have two very special guests with us here today. We have Doc and Rainey. How are you two today? We're doing awesome. Thanks for uh, being, letting us be a part of this amazing podcast. Thank you so much. Rainey, how are you? I'm good, thank you. And I'm grateful to be here. Awesome. You guys can't see it right now, but there are also two other guests in the show today. And uh, But they can't they can't talk our language. <laughs> no, they can't. <laughs> and uh, I have my lovely wife uh, today with me here. Hi. <laughs> So you guys are uh, involved with Bikers Against Trafficking. Can you guys tell us a little bit about that organ about the organization? Uh, well, Bikers Against Trafficking is a 
kind of a grassroots organization that started with people who had a concern to really make a difference in the fight against human sex trafficking, more so than just building awareness only, but to actually be the hands and feet to go out and actually get involved and get our hands dirty and doing things for people who've come out of the life or who need help getting out of the life. Okay. What, what, what type of impact do you guys think you, you have not only on an individual person, but in the community? I think that, you know, we seek to breed positivity and to show people that there's always hope never give up on a person, never give up on a fight. Like as long as you keep moving forward and keep God on your side, there's always a way. Do you guys feel like uh, you use, um, you, you involve faith in the organization as well? Well, Bikers Against Trafficking is not actually a faith-based um, organization, although our board and Rain and I are um, all very active in churches and some of us are pastors. So it's very important to us. Um, but because we wanted it to be something that really just reached people, we wanted to eliminate anything that might be objectionable. At least that was our intention. What we've realized is if you breathe, someone's going to object to it. So um, <laughs> apparently it's not as easy as I thought. You're right. Um, you know, within even within the community, I see um, some fairly uh, more people than what I thought, uh, specifically some of the bikers that I know. I was actually just telling Rainy this. Um, some of them are wearing these uh, bikers against trafficking patches. And uh, how big is your organization? Uh, not just members, but people that help volunteer. Well, our organization started here in, you know, Lake Mary, Sanford, Deltona, the Berry area. And so we have our board that's here and we probably have, I don't know, maybe 20 to 30 volunteers. But then we also connect with other groups like Ladies 327 in Sanford. And so all of a sudden you get a big influx of volunteers. But what is weird about us is that we jumped. So we have a big group in Florida, a group in Wisconsin, a big group in uh, Mississippi, a group in Oklahoma, another group getting started in Missouri. We have a little group in Washington. We have a group starting in Virginia. And so we're having these, we have a group in Iowa and, can and we have three groups in Canada. So th there's like a percolating effect, right? Where we, th we were making this little difference and then all of a sudden now it's percolating and then our Facebook influences I think we have close to 20,000 people on Facebook, but more importantly, some of the posts get like 30 or 40,000 likes. So you know it's being read because statistically you're going to get like a thousand or 2,000 based on that. So we are able to spread a message in a very effective way, much more than we thought. <laughs> well, and I mean, you know, just listening to, to the two of you talk about all the locations you guys are in. I mean, that's just amazing, the, the, the type of positivity you guys can have um, in somebody's life. I mean, um, I've had friends that, that have dealt with different issues. Um, uh, you guys visited one of our organizations, um, and I'm not going to mention it, but um, one of our members, his son happened to be trafficked. 
and he, he had never heard of this organization and um, I did give him all the contact information. I don't know if he followed up and I know that's a privacy thing, so I'm not going to ask you if he did. But um, you guys do have a big impact in, in the community, probably more than what you guys know. I mean, how does that make you guys each feel knowing that you're actually, you're being the change that you want to see in the world? I think it's deeply humbling. Right when you see patches and when you, when people come up to you and say, "Hey, you're Doc," or "Hey, you're Rady," or "Hey, I saw you over there," or, or, and it, you just think, because our whole goal is to really just make a difference for one person and then move on to the next person and just to keep making a difference. We go anywhere just to talk to one, right? And so from that, just to watch um, the impact that we have had and what Bikers Against Trafficking has had, and just even the people that are a part of it and how they heard about it. Whether, you know, one of our board members was walking through Publix and saw a t-shirt, and then followed up and then came to one of our rides and now they're a board member, right? And so the stories of how people get connected um, is, are just amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I never look at it like the impact that that we've had it's it's just the impact of bikers against trafficking um, there's no other word for it but, but humbling so what are some of the things that you guys i don't want to say struggle with but some of the things that you see that sometimes make it a little difficult for you um as far as trying to keep up with the organization um try to get the word out there so others can know about you guys. What are some of those difficulties that you guys run into? Well, I mean, there's a couple that come to mind. One is, um, for whatever reason, nonprofits in certain areas struggle to work together. It's like pretty much you name the topic, people have differing opinions. And so instead of coming together for the greater good, right, we kind of dig our heels into one flavor of the Baskin Robbins ice cream, 31 flavors, right? And it's like, come on, there's 31. We can all work together, right? And so that friction is very frustrating because we're very unpolitical. We just really don't care. We just want to make a difference. You don't even have to mention our names. So that political part is really frustrating for us because we just want to help. So that's one. Uh, another one is the greatest need in the area is housing. Uh, in the United States, actually, actually around the world, housing for people that have come out of the life of being trafficked, because most people don't want to touch those people because they're raw, and most of the money goes towards these really cool awareness campaigns, which are needed, but unfortunately, most of the funding goes to that, so then the person that comes out has nowhere to go, and so it's really hard to you know, be able to tell a person, hey, we want to help you, but we have no place for you to go. And every week, sometimes every day, we get people saying, look, I need a place to go. And we call around, nobody wants to take them. And so it's so frustrating because there's so much money being spent, right? Millions of dollars, even in the, just in the state of Florida. But it's... Where is it going? Yeah, and so it's just really frustrating. You know, and, and I hear you, even though uh, I am affiliated with a political party, um, I'm 100% behind you in regards to some things are just not political. Right. You know, this is one of those things. This is one of those things where both sides, even independents, Republican, Democrats, it doesn't matter what party they're affiliated to. 
This is something that people can come together and back. Right. There's nothing political about trying to save somebody from from a lifestyle that that literally has them chained and shackled to uh, things that God knows what what they've been through. I mean, I hear stories of people that are drugged up so that they can be trafficked by names that you you guys know about, but names that our listeners probably can't even fathom to imagine. Um, so folks, for those of you listening, this is something that we can all get behind and, and support right. more than anything, um, because this is something that politics shouldn't come into play. I think the only, the only part or the only participation politics could have in this is regarding legislation. Right. What are some of the things? I, I know Senator Rubio to mention one, I think helped uh, with two trafficking bills. Um, what are some of the things that you guys would like to see as far as legislation? And the reason I'm asking, we've had Senator Rubio, Senator Rick Scott on our show. Uh, we have Congressman Michael Waltz who's gonna be on our show very soon as well. What do you wanna see from them? What type of bills do you wanna see? Even on a local level, on the Florida legislator side, what can the legislators do on a state level to help fight the human trafficking? Well, there's two sides, right? One thing that's really important is because there's so many people involved in the life of being trafficked that they are forced into being trafficked. They might get arrested for prostitution or petty theft because their traffickers making them go get arrested. That in the state of Florida, they make it so difficult to expunge those records. Like you almost have to relive everything go through everything and I talked to I can't remember which state senator who's now in Congress um, about it because he helped write the law and he thought that they were making it easier but they really made it harder like Hawaii if you have a prostitution offense and there's any sort of thinking right they just eliminate um, the crime from your record because you can't get licensed as a nursing assistant you anything that has licensure you can't do if there's any sort of prostitution arrest to your name well if you're being trafficked and you get stopped there's going to be a prostitution arrest of some kind and that blocks your future for the rest of your life i think it's important not to isolate it just to prostitution charges though right. because while someone's being trafficked i mean they're forced to do other things as well. They may be the one that's forced to carry drugs. They may be forced to steal. They may be forced to commit fraud. Right. And so if we just limit it to saying, well, if it's prostitution, but I think if you can say that, you know, it happened within the time that this person was being victimized, you know, then at that point those charges should be far easier to remove from someone's record. That would be an amazing part. And then also maybe making the the rules of people who do the trafficking a little more stringent on them. Right now, if you have um, a picture of a, a child pornography on your computer and the federal government finds it, it's a mandatory five-year prison sentence for one picture. There's no negotiation. It's mandatory five years. It's a federal law. But you could rape and molest somebody and you get an ankle bracelet. Wow. And so the... It just blows my mind how so many people, and there's been people, we were talking to a, a Homeland Security agent that said in Orlando, that's the place you want to get arrested because they just kind of slap you and let you go because it's everywhere. 
And I understand it's hard to keep up, but it would really be nice to have a little bit more teeth so that the traffickers would at least think twice about doing it. Because right now they don't, there's very few of them that actually get in trouble. So they make a lot of money, much more than selling drugs. And there's really not a lot they have to pay for in that sense. No, and, and like you said, if, if there really aren't deterrence, I guess you can call them deterrence in place, that's a, oh my Lord, if I traffic somebody, I'm going to go to jail for 25 years. Um, you know, we I, I'm one of the probably few people that um, am not very for, uh, what do you call these, uh, mandatory minimum sentences. Right. When it comes to offenses like a small drug charge or th things of that nature. Right. But when it comes to trafficking, it's just so different. And, and, and I think that the mandatory sentences shouldn't be placed on the person being victimized. And a lot of the people, if you're listening to this, you know, and we'll ask Doc and Rainey the question next, but if you're listening to this, you're thinking, well, they're committing the crime. You you have no idea. I have no idea what, what that feels like. I mean, um, on a very, very personal note, uh, my mom was in a physically abusive relationship after she divorced my father for, for many years. And um, this person hit my mom a lot. And I just, for the life of me, could not understand how she can stay with him. And uh, I finally had a conversation with a psychologist about it because I was extremely worried about my mom. And he, he explained to me some of the things that victims go through. Um, you know, they end up feeling like they're at fault oh, he hit me because I was wrong. You know, he hit me because I dyed my hair. I mean, it's things that we can't probably think about or express, but people go through that. And why why continue victimizing some of the, the people that are being already victimized? I mean, okay, they went into the store, they robbed the store, but really, was it really their fault? If they, if they have something over them, you don't know if they have their child being held against their will and they're saying, if you don't do this, you know, we're going to cause harm to somebody you love. We don't know the circumstances, but, you know, if we're able to get to the bottom of it, find out who is the, the perpetrator and not the victim. And, you know, in, in a case like that, yes, harsh mandatory sentences, um, not to sound hypocritical, but... These are people that are taking advantage of human beings. They're, they're putting other human beings at risk of being shot or killed in, in the middle of an altercation with, with the law, with law enforcement. Um, you know, some, some people have probably been using some type of drugs or something, so the trafficker has more control over them. What... What is your what is your comments to to, to the listeners um, that that don't have an idea? Well, they say, well, how can somebody control them? You you guys have seen this firsthand. Well, I want to start by saying that it's not so much a matter of this individual was taking drugs and now the trafficker has more control. It's an issue of 
here's an individual who's being forced to take drugs, having needles shoved in their arms, having things shoved up their nose, um, blown into their lungs, you know, poured down their throats. I don't know if you've ever had water even so much as poured down your throat. You have two choices. You swallow or you drown. Wow. So now imagine that being a bottle of liquor. Wow. Um, and so when we talk about somebody's power and control being taken away, you're afraid to go to the bathroom without permission. What could possibly make somebody think that you would have the ability to say no to anything else that they told you to do? Yeah, they, I mean, the influence is so powerful and the fear that's put into it that it's really hard to, to resist. Folks, um, as you continue to listen to Dr. Rainey, um, think about think about a friend, a family member, um, other signs that you guys know that some of our listeners can look out for because some people don't even know maybe that a family or a friend or somebody that they might know, an acquaintance, a co-worker is being trafficked. And like like Rainey said, it's not only prostitution, folks. It's There's so many things that some of these manipulators, um, criminals really, do to, to the people that they're using that it, it just goes beyond that. What what type of advice can you tell them? What side? What what things can you they look out for? So this is such a double-edged question for me because I feel like we can list a, a thousand signs, but unless you're really looking, unless you're paying attention and spending time with a person. You're probably not going to notice it. Wow. Because you're going to overlook it. You're going to see the younger girl with the older man, and you're going to assume that it's her father, it's her grandfather, it's her uncle. You're just going to push it away. Because the reality is, is that we still don't want to see the ugliness that permeates our world. Wow. And that's true, because it can be anybody, right? And like in our cases, or in Rainy's case, you would never know, right, that someone was being trafficked. Sometimes, you know, they start to accumulate things, and you're like, well, where did they get those expensive things, right? Because something's going on, and so sometimes that's a sign. Sometimes they become over-sexualized, right, in their behavior, and that's a sign. But in this era of, like, just TikTok alone, right, if you're on there, there's people being trafficked right on TikTok, and there's people asking you to be trafficked and trying to do little ads for you and presenting it like this is the cool thing or you get to wear these kind of suits or you get to travel to these places and so it looks so alluring right and so the kids that are involved in it are excited because they're doing all these new things and so if they're being trafficked they don't even know it until it's too late right and so it's really hard to see the best thing you can do is get to know the people in your circle Right, and listen to them and establish a great relationship with them so they will talk to you and you will notice things. You know, and, and, and I'm not trying to bring um, something as, as gruesome probably as what happened with, with Epstein, but um, somebody mentioned to me, oddly enough, yesterday about a series that came out. And I, I started seeing it a little bit. I, I try to watch a lot of positive stuff and, and hopefully it's not 
affecting my judgment and, and I think it's not because I'm usually very aware of stuff but um, within the first couple of minutes they start talking about specifically Palm Beach County here in Florida how uh, they would go into the West Palm Beach area where I actually grew up in and they would go get girls to do a $200 massage and for the girls that would not want to do them they would give them money to recruit to bring other girls and there's a girl that is talking about she brought in minimum in a in, in, in like less than a year time period over 50 girls and they would go do these massages sometimes it, after a while they would do more than that we're talking about little girls in middle and high school and it's like you guys say you know all of a sudden they have this brand new thing over here um, one of his biggest, if, if, if and I'm going to be quoting this probably wrong, but one of his biggest money makers was, if you want to have money for Christmas, come join the organization type of ordeal. And that's how he would get a lot of these very, very young girls to come and do massages for all sorts of celebrities and politicians or whatever. And, um, you know, where, where can people find you guys? Is there a website, uh, an address, a phone number? Where where can people find you? Um, well, our website is bikersagainsttrafficking.org. And from there, there's all kinds of links to all kinds of things. That's an easy way. Uh, the phone number is 407-300-8971. Do you guys have any suggestions, any final thoughts for our, our listeners any anything specific that you guys really want to get out there just that it's everywhere i mean human trafficking is the number one form of slavery worldwide right with over 47 million people being held as slaves right and we think we get distracted by smaller slavery movements although every slavery movement is bad anybody who's has their their, their privilege of moving, of speaking, of being able to control their own life taken from them, right? We should do something to help. Yeah, and, um, you know, earlier you had been mentioned uh, to the listeners, you know, to, to get involved and to be supportive. And I think a lot of times when people hear that, their first thought goes to, well, I can't afford to. Okay, well, if you can afford an hour, you can afford to. Because it's not always about money. Um while individuals coming out of a life of human trafficking, they, they do have financial needs. They need support. They need people that aren't going to violate them and that are going to help them learn how to make choices for themselves. Do you, uh, you have any final words for maybe uh, senators or the congressmen or the representatives that are listening to the show? I don't know, I guess please search your heart and think about, you know, if it was your daughter, if it was your son, and you wanted to do something, what would you do to offer them help for the future and hope for the future? So if, if you're in, in, in office right now, you're a state legislator, or you're, uh, you're in the U.S. Senate or in the U.S. Congress, um, and we, you know, from the feedback you guys have given me, I know you listen, um, reach out to Dr. Rainey. You know, uh, meet with them. I'm sure they'll be more than happy to talk to you guys. They, they don't care what party affiliation. Um, he, he has a final thought as well. Sorry. <laughs> but they don't care about party affiliation. They care about the people and, and what's happening with them. Uh, before I go, 
I like to ask each of you what inspires you. I want to start ladies first. The fact that I get to make a choice every day. Wow, that's I guess for me, it's everything that's ever happened to me in my life, I feel like God kept me alive for a purpose. So then every day, my purpose is to help someone else, right? And it just drives me. And I'm, so I have a sense of gratefulness that I'm alive, but I don't want to squander it. I want to continue to make a difference and encourage people and give them hope. Well, folks, it has been my, my sincere privilege to have Dr. Rainey from Bikers Against Trafficking on our show this week. Please stay tuned for another episode of Hispanics Lead Right. As you know, this is a broadcast from the Republican National Hispanic Assembly of Florida. Thank you and have a great week.